Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Calvary Live, or maybe it's evening where you're at uh, on the eastern uh, side of the country, or maybe it's mid-afternoon on the western side, uh, the west coast. Wherever you're listening from, we are so glad that you join us here on Calvary Live you heard that number where you can call this program, Calvary Live, as most of you know, is a program where you get to call in and ask your questions, and you get to ask for prayer as well. So my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. It's in northern Colorado, halfway between Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Denver, Colorado. And I'm here with you on this Tuesday afternoon on the 17th of January. January is just about halfway over, so... Uh, we're well into the new year, and I pray that you would consider calling in if you got a question or perhaps if you got a prayer request. I want to pray with you and minister to you in that way. We want to go to the Word of God. We want to encourage each other, and that's really what this uh, program, Calvary Live, is about, to encourage you. It's an extension of the pulpit uh, to to just take you to truth, to um, encourage you in these issues that we have today that can be so hard and confusing to maneuver around, and then also just to pray with you, those who have prayer needs. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line 720-336-0897. That's for texting only. It's a 24-7 uh, prayer line for you to to text in a prayer request uh, at any time. And the prayer team, the staff at Calvary Church in Aurora, we're Grace FM originates. We'll be praying for you. I, I believe it's a wonderful resource in the day in which we are in, so take advantage of that. But during the show, during this hour, uh, we will be, uh, as we have time, taking those prayer requests. We don't always get to them. Uh, we don't always get to pray over the air or answer your questions, but send it in, and we'll see where the show goes. But I would encourage you, grab one of those open lines uh, to talk to me. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And I want to welcome all those who are listening today on the 17th of January, this Tuesday afternoon, and Grace, F, Grace FM li, uh, listeners along the front range of Colorado up in the southern Wyoming. Uh, we are in a winter storm warning, as most of you know. I pray that most of us get home uh, in the evening rush without uh, uh, before the snow comes in, without too many troubles. And just be careful out there. Be careful out there. Uh, as you are driving, and uh, if you have to be out tonight, take the precautions that you need to take in winter weathered uh, uh, driving conditions, and uh, we could see anywhere from 6 to 12 inches of snow by tomorrow. And I know that uh, there are uh, perhaps uh, different cancellations of school, uh, different um, things, uh, activities, ball games, things like that that are going on right now. So be sure to check all the latest updates on those things and be careful if you do have to get out. But for the most part, if you can work from home or be at home, 
uh, kind of hunker down. The storm is over. If, if you are out, be sure to give the plows enough time and room to be able to plow the streets so we can be about our business on Thursday. And I want to thank you guys that are out plowing. Uh, we'll be tonight. I know that there are those uh, plow truck drivers that will be out tonight that go to our church. And uh, you're going to be all over Weld County, and you may be listening. Thank you, guys. And we're going to be praying for you. Give them enough room um, and uh, to be able to do their job. So, as I said, we can be about our business on Thursday. Be praying for the first responders that are going to be out in this adverse weather conditions. And why don't we just do that right now? Father, we do pray that you would uh, just be with the first responders that are going to be out still working uh, in the snow. I pray that uh, you would keep uh, us safe as we are out and about, um, that uh, if we can, we can stay at home, be hunkered down. Um, But Lord, I do also pray for those who have to be out, maybe perhaps have to go to work, um, that you would just keep us safe on the roads, be with the those who are uh, driving the plow trucks and uh, out and about uh, that are going to be cleaning up afterwards. Um, Keep them safe as well. And Lord, we just pray for your hand to be upon us. And Lord, protect us. And Lord, just help us to to use wisdom and patience and precautions uh, as we are out and about in the next 24 hours or so. So we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Send me a text. And I want to welcome everyone to Radio by Grace across the country. You two are listening live. And then uh, Hope FM and Truth FM radio networks on the East Coast. You're a week delayed along with Higher Rock Radio. But welcome those of you also who are listening in online anywhere in the country. You can call me at 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And I'd love for you to be able to just call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. Let's go to Mike in Denver. Mike? Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Good. Is it snowing down there yet? Uh, I, I think it's about to. It looks like it wants to snow. So <laughs> yeah, it's same, there, right? same here. Yeah, it's, it's going to come in. So thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, uh, thanks for having me. Um, so I, um, I have a, uh, a family issue going on um, with my parents and my kids. So, um, and it's, it's a, it's a trust issue, um, in that, uh, um, I don't know if I, um, trust my parents to take care of my kids, you know, and, and, yeah. um, and it's something crazy. Um, it's it like, it's not like abuse or, or drugs or anything like that. Um, but it, it does have to do with, you know, um, you know, the care that we want for our kids, and the needs that they have, and that you know our, our parents don't necessarily agree with that, and we we um, we we want, and, and there there comes I think some other family issues uh, besides that, but uh, we want to be restored. You know, we want to have a relationship with them. We don't want to keep our kids from our our parents. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, we want to have an open and trusting relationship, but I I feel like there's lots of barriers and, and spiritual warfare happening that are, okay. that's just, that just seems to be in the way. And I don't, um, I just, we just need prayer and some biblical guidance on. Yeah. And, you know, as you guys pray about it, you 
you know, the Lord is going to guide you. And to be able to express those concerns, um, I know that there may this issue may be sensitive because you want restoration, you want there to be a relationship that's there, but also not to be afraid uh, to express those things and to, you know, give clarity and understanding. And sometimes when we have to do that, give clarity and understanding, it doesn't mean there always will be agreement. But, you know, and that's the thing you need to remember. But you being the parents, you know, you should be able to express that and be able to do it gently and to be able to do it um, in a way that um, is not combative, but in a way that this is important to us. And we're just going to pray that they'll have understanding um, and clarity, and then they would respect that as the parents. So, Lord, I just pray for Mike. I just pray that you would help him, that you would guide him. And um, that um, you would just work in this situation where the clarity and understanding is giving. And Lord, I do pray that you would uh, also just uh, um, you know work in this situation uh, where there's a coming together in agreement uh, when the kids are entrusted to the grandparents that they would um, respect the wishes of, of Mike and his wife and be able to move forward in that and to be able to um, do it in a way that um, there's peace and Lord, that there is a coming together in unity and for the benefit of the kids. And so I pray that trust would be restored. I pray that uh, you would work and that you would speak and give them wisdom and speaking to um, Mike, to his parents. And we ask this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hey Mike, God bless you. Yeah God, yeah. God bless you. Thank you very much. You bet, absolutely. Right. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Yeah, you know, sometimes when we have to talk to people, we want to make sure that there's clarity, there's understanding. It's not just in, in you know, relationship with families, but with brothers and sisters or at work or whatever it might be. It doesn't always mean that there will be agreement on it. Um, but in those cases where this is uh, my expectation, this is my desires, um, this is what uh, the Lord is uh, leading us uh, in this direction or whatever, and and to be able to do it in gentleness and to be able to do it in in a way that um, it's it's uh, hopefully will bring that um, response of respecting and understanding uh, those things. So we'll be praying. Um, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go out to Maryland. Susan. Susan? Yeah, yes. You're on Calvary Live. Okay, thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks for taking my call. I you just wanted to ask you uh, that I'm in a support group even though I was raped uh, a high school senior. And I'm in my 70s, but it's been a hole in my heart through the years. And I realized so through the process of life that the Lord has still kept me and been good to me all the way. So this support group wanted us, I still go in it, don't have to go in it as much because I've had some healing. Uh, to, if we're going to share it with some new people that have been raped too in this support group, try to find a scripture that would actually have connect with you 
uh, uh, and all, that you can let them know they can't make it like you did, and they can't hold their head up and go on. But he took me to John 5, and I'm not sure I understand what John 5 is talking about, about a man at a pool, and uh, he said every time he gets in there, Somebody go in before him because I always made a lot of excuses. I felt like I was the only one that had to go through a rape case as a virgin girl. And you know the things you go through just because she was raped and was single and had a child and wasn't married. So I just wanted to know could you help me with the real meaning? And the Lord would bless me how to put that in in order about the man healing. Yeah, I and guess the, I had hurtful emotional healing. Yeah, and I'm so sorry what you've gone through in life, and it is, you know, uh, the trauma in the event, and um, the thing about it is, is that, that what you have felt over the years, um, you've worked through it. You've even expressed how God has been good to you and has uh, ministered to you, um, and. As you look at the pool of Bethesda, that healing in John chapter 5, there was a place where there were those who had all kinds of physical infirmities. And there was the belief that uh, when the water was stirred, that whoever was first to step into the water after stirring the water was made well. Now, uh, whether that was actually what was happening um, there's all kinds of thoughts. Was there's a spring coming up underneath the pools that would cause bubbles? Was it a myth? Was it just uh, something that um, you know that actually was happening? Was it an angel that stirred the waters? We don't know the circumstances if actually people were being healed. But here's this man that had this infirmity, physical infirmity, for 38 years, and Jesus comes by, and here's this pool, and it's all these people that are around. And Jesus fixes his eyes on him. And when Jesus saw him, he said, do you want to be made well? And the man said, I have no man to put me into the water. Uh, When it's stirred, somebody always steps in front of me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And it was on the Sabbath. And, And for me, what I take away, hopefully is going to help you is, is that a lot of times the Lord will say to us, in whatever infirmity that we're going through, the agony, the difficulties, do you want to be made well? And we always say, well, somebody, there's no one to help me. You know, he was looking for somebody to help him, to to put him in. And the story doesn't tell us that we shouldn't get help. Uh, The body of Christ is very important that we do have help. Uh, that we do have those that come alongside us. We share one another burdens. We we weep with those who weep. Uh, we bring uh, counsel and edification and encouragement to those who need it. But I think that sometimes the Lord says to us, do you want to be made well? And I know for me what, it, what this passage has spoken to me, but I, I haven't gone through what you've gone through. I, I haven't carried all the years the things that you've had to carry. And I know that in the times where I'm just really have gone through agony, that I've gone through difficulties, that I've gone through, you know, just sorrow or um, just confusion, whatever it might be, that I know that there's safety in a multitude of counsel. I know that there's people that help me, but I also know that there are times where the Lord says, do you want to be made well? 
that I want you to move forward, you know, in life. I want you to move forward in me healing you. And I want you to pick up your bed and walk. I want you to keep moving forward. And I think it reminds me a little bit what Paul writes in Philippians when he writes um, that uh, forgetting those things which are behind, moving forward uh, to the things which are ahead, I press towards the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Um, he, he says, uh, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, there's something to move forward. And it isn't that Paul, when he said that, was saying that I just forget about everything. You know, he's talking in the context of when he was religious, when he was one that persecuted the church. And that weighed heavily on Paul. That weighed very heavily on Paul. But he says, I'm not going to let those things hinder me from moving forward in what the Lord has for me. So I think in short, Susan, is this, that the Lord says, I want to be your hope so you can move forward, so you can pick up your bed and walk. And I think you've been doing that over the years. And for you to receive the healing and the, and you know, the comfort that he's the God of all comfort, he desires to continue to heal you. And it isn't that a, a traumatic event like that, or when we go through grief and sorrow, that we just get over it. You know, some people say you need to just get over it, but he's going to give you the grace to get through it. And I think he has given you the grace to get through it and to just bring the comfort that you need and to bring the strength that you need and to, to bring the, the, the peace that you need um, in your life. He's there and he's there to help you. And he's your wonderful counselor. And he's your stability. He's your refuge. He's your peace. He's everything that you need. So that's what I take away from this story there, the account of of John chapter 5. And I hope that helps. Great help. I can share something and listen to you and and, and, uh, see the areas where I was confused about. And one last thing I want to share with you. Yes, that gave me a little bit more insight on what was happening here. And that I remember him coming to me around 1997. I was thinking about my son graduating at different levels from high school to college. And and I was sitting there in the den. Mopin said, uh, he never have a father around. And he spoke to me and told me. He said, but not that I didn't want him to have a father, but a biological father could never do. I put the family in Genesis. But even I, I care about you having a biological father, but I'm his father. I'm a father for the mothers and, and for the fathers. And a biological father would never be able to do what, the, what me as his heavenly father. I want to show him me first. So I want to thank you for, because that crossed my mind, because the man was at the pool 38 years. So mine been a long life process. So I read it. And it, some part of it I understood and some I didn't. Yeah. But your well, point me, that you were bringing, that it was yeah. a healing process going on, and that uh, those points yeah. just helped. Yeah. And let me pray for you, Susan. Lord, I just pray for Susan and Lord, my sister that went through such difficulties. And, uh, and um, Lord, you're the one that does bring the healing. You've been with her. And as she travels and continues in life, that she would perceive your presence. That, Lord, that you give her the comfort and, and the, Lord, peace that she needs. And, and Lord, um, that 
the grace that she needs right now. And I just pray that you would just touch her and minister to her in a very powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Susan, thank you. I'll be praying for you. 303 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Debbie in Tennessee. Hello. Hi, Debbie. How are you on Calvary Live? Well, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm so thankful for for your show that we can call in with our prayer request because I know God hears and answers every prayer. Yes. Um, I have a sister. She had two daughters. Um, the first one, about six or seven years ago, committed suicide. Um, that was very hard for my sister, but she had a younger daughter that, uh, helped her get through everything. Um, the older daughter died at the age of 41, and just a few months ago, the younger daughter has, um, had a massive heart attack and died at the age of 41. My sister's divorced. She uh, divorced from the dad. And um, she's just... I'm so sorry. She's having such a hard time. Um, mm. I'm much stronger in my faith than she is. And even I have a hard time sometimes, you know, knowing that the Lord says he'll bring beauty from ashes and, you know, work everything out. But it's just been so hard on those it is of us difficult in the family. And the, um, the grieving process is such a difficult process, you know, Debbie, and, and the loss of not just one daughter but two daughters at a fairly young age. And so, you know, I, I just, I want to remind you that the, the, in Isaiah, that it says that the Lord is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And then as Paul was writing to the Corinthians in his second letter, he would write how God is the God of comfort that comforts us in all of our tribulations. And Paul said that he was writing that when they were pressed beyond measure. You know, they were really going through a difficult, difficult time. And what I'm going to pray is that the Lord gives you the comfort. He's the God of comfort in all our tribulations. And to pray uh, for your daughter, um, uh, for your sister's daughters, and uh, to be able to to uh, to just pray that they will sense God's uh, presence and his comfort and his grace. And Lord, I do. I just pray for Debbie as she calls. And she's hurting for her sister to lose two daughters at the age of 41. It, Lord, uh, um, the grief and the sorrow is very deep, and the hole that she feels in her heart uh, is real. And as she is in this, this journey, very difficult journey of grieving, and Lord, I just pray for your comfort to be upon her. I pray for comfort upon Debbie and all of the family that, Lord, that uh, you are the God of all comfort, 
And even in those times when we're feeling overwhelmed, that we can call out to you and that you would bring stability, that you would bring strength, that you would bring a peace that passes understanding. Because when we go through loss, we know that we don't understand. But you want to give a peace that passes understanding. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would do that, to give her the strength that she needs in the days ahead. And Lord, I pray that you would just help her provide for her needs, the difficulty that she's going through. Lord, that um, that you would um, show your compassion to her. And you're the one that says that you don't break a bruised reed or quench a smoking flax. And in her bruising and in her, you know, just her um, difficulty and sorrow, that Lord, that you would bind her up and Lord, that you would minister to her and Lord, that you would strengthen her in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you. So sorry, Debbie. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, Debbie, I want to read to you from Job chapter 5. This is something that Job, Job chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. And it's right after Job had lost his family and his kids and, and was grieving in sackcloth and ashes. He says, but as for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause, who does great things, unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He gives rain on the earth, and he sends waters on the field, and he sets on high those who are lowly, and those who mourn are lifted to safety. And that's our prayer for your sister, that she would be lifted up, and that she would be lifted to safety and set on the high place and really just sense the presence of the Lord and receive the comfort and the strength of the Lord. So we'll be praying. Thank you. Her name is Katie. Okay. Debbie, God um, bless you. And we'll be praying for Katie. God bless you. Okay. Okay. Grief is hard. Grief is very, very difficult. It's a long journey, and we need God's help. And he is the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations. Uh, We're getting close to going to break. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. But I think it's a good time just to stop and to remind us that, that we have opportunity to just be able to listen to others, to be there for others, to, to pray for others. Uh, because there's so many that are hurting in this world. And it may not be a loss of a loved one. It, it could be. Uh, maybe just going through um, difficulties with different issues, challenges, um, just hurting. Um, maybe because of pain, situation that happened um, in the past, like what we've talked about today. But just really be sensitive to the leading of the Lord, how you can give a word of encouragement, how you can help somebody. And a lot of times it's just listening, just listening and, and saying, you know, the Lord loves you and I'm going to pray for you. And, and, um, I'm so sorry for your hurt. I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, and just to be there for people to build them up. We weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice and we're there to edify and, and encourage one another. 
And that's something that we all will have opportunity to do. And uh, I just want to encourage all of us in that. So uh, we are here to pray for you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We're going to uh, be uh, going to break here in just a little bit. You'll hear the music. So grab one of those open lines. We've got a couple open lines. And then 720-336-0897 is the text line. And I'd love to uh, have you text in a question. Uh, uh, if we get to this text question, I think is a very important text question after the break. That somebody who's fearful for the kids growing up in a world that's getting darker and needs some encouragement. So we'll come to that after the break. You hear the music. Grab one of those open lines. Love to uh, answer your questions or pray for you. 303-690-3000. Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. We'll be right back to the second half of the show. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live on this Tuesday, the 17th of January. And I want to remind you once again, those of you in the Grace FM listening area, we are under a winter storm warning uh, as the snow is moving in, the clouds are getting thicker. Uh, the flakes are going to start coming down. Six to 12 inches of snow. Be careful out there. I pray everybody gets home safely from the evening commute. And I pray that you are safe um, tonight and tomorrow. Be sure to take the precautions that you need. If you do need to be out, take your time. Be careful. Drive extra careful and leave plenty of space between others. And uh, we just have prayed on the show in the beginning that everybody would be kept safe uh, during this storm that comes in. And um, just, you know, leave the uh, plenty of room for the plow trucks to do their jobs, first responders that are out. Just be careful out there. Let's, let's consider one another. Let's, uh, let's um, you know, do that. And uh, that should be something that all of us, that is primary on our hearts. So be careful going home from the commute. And uh, we got a couple open lines here. Uh, I hope that you consider calling 303-690-3000. It's that call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to be able to text a question or a prayer request and just be able to minister to you any way that I can and uh, to take you to the scriptures, to encourage you um, with, um, you know, just encouraging words of the Lord and and also to pray with you. So uh, in Denver, Lenita has been uh, waiting and holding. Lenita? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for holding. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for your dedication to this show. I really enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Um, I had a question, couple of questions. I was reading through the book of Joshua, and I got to the end of it, and I saw where he was 110 years old when he died, and then it goes into the book of Judges. But I was just wondering how old he may have been when the children of Israel were handed off to him um, from Moses when he first started leading them. Yeah, and I'm sure you can come up with an answer. I know that Joshua was in the wilderness 
for the 40 years with Moses, right? Um, yeah. He was, matter of fact, what is interesting is that out of all those who came out of Egypt, it was Joshua and Caleb were the only ones of that generation that went into the promised land. That's amazing. Uh, the prom, uh, the wilderness ended up becoming the greatest uh, graveyard in the history of mankind because wow. that generation that came out ended up dying because of their continued disobedience and unbelief. And, and so we know that he was um, there uh, 40 years in the wilderness. And then I think the book of Joshua, if I remember, and I'd have to look at my notes, uh, takes place in a time span of about uh, 40 years. Uh, Caleb, the other one, um, who was uh, there in um, the promised land, he was given an inheritance. And I don't know if you remember reading how Caleb, he was 85 years old. The promise was given to him when they went into the promised land that he would have this inheritance, this mountain with the giants on it. And then Caleb comes to Joshua and says, hey, that was promised to me. I'm 85. I'm as strong as I was when I was 40. So it gives us indication about 40 years, the time frame that um, that they were there. The book of Joshua takes place, and then Joshua at the end um, would give that warning uh, as he would say, put away your idols. Um, and then that amazing statement, choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I believe that's probably... Uh, kind of a time frame for that of the book of Joshua. Okay. And the other question I had was, um, you know, the Lord had promised them all of this land and that they were just to go in and take this land that the Lord gave them. But I noticed reading through that, that they took the land, but they didn't drive out all of the people. So I was just curious as to, how that happened or why that happened. Well, that's a very good question. They didn't really take the land. I mean, they took the, they moved in, but they didn't get rid of the people. So it felt like they didn't really take the land fully. Yeah. And they didn't. And that's a good observation. Matter of fact, uh, your first question, I was just looking at Dr. Paul Benware um, notes that I've had on Joshua. He says that the book of Joshua covers about 30 years of Israel's history. Um, but, um, you know, so anywhere 30 to 40 years, uh, Dr. Paul Benware is a very good resource, but you notice that they didn't take all the land. Matter of fact, it was David that ended up having to take, um, the area from the, um, the Jebusites that became Jerusalem. And that happened many, many years later. So the, the, they weren't completely driven out. They did not. Uh, complete the command that God had given to them. And that ended up becoming a problem. That's why Joshua, at the end of the book, he says, you guys, you're starting to be involved in idol worship. And then those inhabitants, the Canaanite tribes that were there, that were left, ended up having influence on them. So the book of Judges ends up kind of being the opposite of the book of Joshua. Joshua is a book of victory, but they did not complete driving out the inhabitants. And um, I think that as you go into Judges in the first chapter, there's a mention of that, that they didn't do that. Um, and uh, they didn't complete driving out the inhabitants, that the, the different Canaanite tribes were there. And 
Um, and I think there's an important lesson in that, and that is that in our own lives, um, sometimes we think that, well, I can have this sin that's in my life. I, I've driven out most of it in my life, but I got this little sin. Uh, I got this little carnality. It's not a big deal. And um, it ends up uh, coming back at us, and it ends up, um, if we don't deal with it, uh, having such negative effects on us and weighing us down. So in chapter 1 of the book of Judges, you read how they didn't um, complete the conquest of the land. And then chapter 2, it goes into Israel's disobedience. And one of the things that um, that is said there that in chapter 2 is that when all that generation, that generation after Joshua had gathered, um, that they did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. So there was an incomplete conquest of the land. Okay, thank you. And I had um, the other thing, I just had one prayer request. Okay, go ahead. Well, just a prayer request for spiritual warfare that's been going on around my home and around my neighborhood. Absolutely. So, Father, I just pray for Lenita. As spiritual warfare, you know what's going on in her home, in her neighborhood, and spiritual warfare is real. So I just pray that she personally would, even as uh, as Ephesians 6 tells us, that we're to put on the whole armor of God, and um, that she would do that, um, that you would help her, uh, strengthen her in the spiritual warfare that's going on in her home, that, Lord, that you bring protection and a covering to her home and even in her neighborhood. And, Lord, that uh, we just pray that, uh, you would use Lenita to be able to, Lord, just be a light in the darkness, uh, to be able to bring truth, to be able to, uh, Lord, just be uh, one of uh, that stands for righteousness. And Lord, but Lord, I pray you strengthen her, give her wisdom, and Lord, you know all that's going on. And uh, I just pray that you would beat back the enemy of his foothold that he's desiring to get into her home, her family, and into that neighborhood. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Lenita. Thank you for calling. You be careful out there, okay? Okay. You too. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. You know, you remember that in First Samuel that it was uh, Saul, the first king of Israel, was told to get rid of all the Amalekites, and he didn't. And he, he left some of them. And, uh, you know, we can sometimes, and the Amalekites are a picture of the flesh. And as we go through life, we can think, I can, you know, I got conquered these things, or I'm obedient in this area, but then we still have some sin and carnality and fleshly tendencies. And Saul, 20 years later, after he was told to to destroy the Amalekites, um, that he ended up being killed by the Amalekite. And we just want to make sure that we don't leave any provision for the flesh, is what the New Testament tells us, but to hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, to flee useful lust. Anytime the Bible tells us to flee something, we're to pursue something, to pursue holiness and righteousness. And and Lord, help me not to 
to just keep, you know, he brought back Agai, the king of the Amalekites, uh, there in in First Samuel chapter 15, that we don't have any Agais in our lives, uh, that we are desiring to push those things out, and we always war against the flesh. That's, that's a reality. Uh, but uh, we don't want to make excuses and think it's okay to to have the you know this little egg eye or you know whatever it might be, but Lord help me be obedient to you to walk in um, in a way that is pleasing to you and help me help me with these things. So just some encouragement for you. Let's go to George and Greeley. Hi, George. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm fine. Blessed. Good. Go ahead. Um, I want to know if. The kids and the babies that were killed in the flood, are they going to be in heaven? Well, the question is, um, you know, do infants, do, um, do they go to heaven? And uh, we, me personally, I side on the grace of the Lord um, that, you know, there, there's something called the age of accountability. And, of course, a little baby, a little child— doesn't have the capability of making the decision for the Lord. We do get some insight when uh, David's child was um, born and then died shortly after that um, in 2 Samuel. And David said that, uh, I will go to the child. The child won't come to me, but I will go to the child. The implication was very clear that he'll see his child in heaven. So, you know, the uh, scriptures... Uh, does not specifically say, but I do believe uh, that there's indication that the babies go to heaven. Uh, I believe God is gracious in that uh, before the age of accountability. And, um, you know, it's today. You know, we have little babies that, that uh, die for whatever reasons. And right. um, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a God of mercy and a God of grace. And he's a just God. And that's where uh, we can trust in him in that. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Anything else, George? Nope, thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling. Appreciate sure. it. Be careful okay. out there. Okay, God bless you. You bet, absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Give me call. We got time in the show. We got a couple open lines. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Tennessee, Mike. Mike? Hello. Yeah. How I'm are here. you, Mike? Yeah, you're on Calvary Live. That's great. I have a Go ahead. Go little ahead. daughter yeah. uh-huh. out of none of her, what was the word? I, she, anyway, it was a, she got none of her fault. None of her fault. She lost her job. In a bad way. Well, I'm sorry to hear and that. She, yeah, she is devastated. Yeah. And would you pray for her? Absolutely. We'll pray for her. I'm going to pray for you, that you can minister to her. And I want you to encourage her, that God sees her. You know, God is a God of, of that is just. And when we go through things unjustly, when we go through things, the pain and the hurt, God is still with her, and and God is not going to abandon her. And to encourage her that she can trust in the Lord, 
that he's going to to bring another job, and it does. It hurts. I don't want to minimize the hurt or what was done to her, and those are very difficult times. But the Lord wants to work in a way to where she grows and and trust in Him, and and right. knows that that He can provide. He promises to provide for us in those times, and that's what you want to encourage her in. That God hasn't left you. We don't understand why it happened, but but we we go through life where those things that are very painful and hurt happen to us. But in those times, that we can look to the Lord for strength and provision, and um, and encourage her that the Lord is with her, and just keep praying for her as well. As Father, we do. We pray for Mike, his daughter, who was um, unjustly, you know. Uh, let go of her job and and just she's devastated and and Lord, I do pray that you would bring the comfort that she needs and also the assurance that you promise you would supply all her needs in Christ Jesus that you see her, you know her hurt, and Lord that you would just lift her up and be her, her provider, that you would be her strength, her stability, and Lord help her to find a job that she can that's even better to find a job that will provide for her, that she can enjoy and excel in. And Lord, I just pray for Mike, that he would be able to minister to his daughter. And Lord, just assure her that that you are with them and that you care. You're a God who cares about every single one of our needs and everything that we go through, and that she would look to you and she would trust in you and also rest in in knowing that um, that you're going to work. And Lord, that you would work for good. And I just pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I we'll thank be praying. you very much for that. You, you're welcome, Mike. And we'll be praying for her. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Bye bye. You know, it's hard when we go through, you know, those trials and difficulties, and life can seem so unfair. But know that God sees you, and God cares, and we can cast our cares on him because he does care for us, and he really does. He really cares for you, and uh, he wants to work, and it's just taking it day by day. Sometimes we want to know what's going to happen next week, what's going to happen a month or six months, and the Lord says, take it a day at a time and trust in me and then rest in and um, my promises for you and my love for you, and uh, he, he won't abandon us. Uh, he'll be there to work in our lives, um, and we will see him working uh, as we do that and continue to look to him, continue to draw close to him. For those of you who are perhaps going through a difficult time right now or gone through you know situations that are hard, and it just seems like it just, you know, life is unfair, but, but God, he's a, a God who cares for us. Let's go to Deborah in Georgia. Deborah. Deborah in Georgia, we're going to pray for you. Father, I just pray that you just be with her and and the challenges that her and her husband are going through and the difficulties. Um, And Lord, we just pray that you would intervene, that you would help her, and you would just guide her in every way you know the situation, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, I think we got open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line, 720-336-0897. I did uh, mention this uh, 
uh, just uh, prayer requests and uh, because I think a lot of us are feeling this and uh, uh, as we uh, have a little break with the the uh, phone calls that uh, somebody texted in, I'm fearful for my kids growing up in a world that's getting darker, need prayer and encouragement. And I think a lot of us can feel that way. Uh, we can feel um, fearful for our kids, for our grandkids. And I can uh, sense the same thing. And being a grandparent now, I think, what is the world going to be like in 20 years? What's the world going to be like in uh, 30 years if the Lord tarries as they grow up? And it is getting darker, and we know that um, that the last days are going to be perilous times. Paul would write that in Second Timothy chapter three: uh, perilous times, very difficult times. There's a misdirected love. There's those with corrupt minds, um, and those of counterfeit that will be on the scene. He speaks of persecution, but one of the things that we can do, listen, is he says that what we are to do is we are to continue in the Scriptures. And I want to read it to you. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, this is uh, something that we're considering for a theme for Vacation Bible School uh, is uh, this very verse. And we're we're just praying about how we can minister to kids, even though it's going to be in June. It seems like forever away, but we're already making plans for it. And we know that as Paul's writing about the perilous times, he He's saying that there's going to be those disapproving concerning the faith. Uh, he says that evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that's what we see today. That's what's concerning today, isn't it? But here's something that that he writes that we can take to heart. He says, but you must continue in the things that you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them and from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in christ jesus and then he goes on to say that um that all scriptures inspired so get your kids grounded in the word of god make sure that you go to a church that has a good children's ministry program that's teaching them the word of god at their level you have family devotions be praying for them and praying with them and trust them with the lord and he has us, and uh, it is difficult times, not only for our kids, but for us as well. But we need to be praying for them, and we need to be getting them grounded in the Word of God. And that's going to help them, because it reminds me of Daniel, who was taken away captive when he was just, some believe he was 13, 14, 15 years of age when he was taken off to captivity in Babylon. And he was able to stand for the Lord, and he was dedicated to the Lord, and the Lord blessed that even though he was in the palace of Babylon, he was given a Babylonian name, they took his inheritance away, they took him away from his family, they took him away from uh, Jerusalem, never to see Jerusalem again, probably never saw his family again, but yet he was able to stand for the Lord, and he was able to trust the Lord. He determined in his heart not to defile himself. Babylon tried to take him away, you know, from everything, but they could not take him away from his God and his belief in God. So spiritual priority needs to be there of grounding our kids in the Word, praying for them, talking with them, ministering to them, and trusting them with the Lord, because it is dark days. And that means that we need to be ones that are grounded in the Word of God as well, and we need to be 
uh, ones that, you know, just um, we need to be hearing from the Lord, even as in the book of Exodus, as it was Moses that was told, go to the place which I have shown you, lead the people to the place that I have shown you. And if we're going to lead our families, we need to have the Lord showing us as parents um, and grandparents where to lead those. Or if you're leading a, a Christians in a discipleship group or a pastor of a church, I need to be hearing from the Lord to lead people um, in a place of godliness and being strong in the Word of God and just praying for them. And, and so some encouragement there. And so, Father, I pray for this one who has text in that's fearful for their kids. Lord, I just pray that you give them a peace, that you would help them to to, to, to just remind them of the Word of God, their kids, get them planted in the Word of God. And that we don't know all the circumstances, but Lord, to speak truth into their lives, that they would be part of a church that uh, is really um, grounded in the Word of God, that's teaching the children. It's so important today. And Lord, I do pray that you would just uh, bless this family, um, this parent that's writing in, that she doesn't have to be fearful. You haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And I pray that you would work that in her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. That's why it's important, listen, um, that you are going to a church, You know, not only in your home, but we want to come alongside, we here at Calvary Greeley, to encourage you parents, encourage grandparents in helping them with their kids. We work very, very hard in our children's ministry to provide a safe environment where the kids are learning and growing in the things of the Lord. It's wonderful to see all the kids that are here that love the Lord and being grounded in the Lord. Um, so just, um, just, uh, just a, I, I think, an important reminder. Hey, we got a little bit of time. Um, so I'm going to go to Jay in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Jay in Charleston. Yes. Jay, I'm here. hey, Thank you. you're on Calvary yes, Live. Um, thank you. Um, I am just asking for prayers for my pastor. His name is um, Isaac Holt, H O L T, Jr. Um, he's been the pastor of our church, Royal Missionary Baptist, for 30 years. And he is uh, suffering from, I believe it's long COVID. Um, so yeah. we're just our church is fasting and praying, praying right now. But I'm just um, asking, you know, all the saints to to pray, pray his yeah, strength, and, and God's will be done for him. Yeah, absolutely. So, Father, I pray for for Pastor Isaac, and, and he's been a faithful minister 30 years. Um, I, I think about as I, you know, been here 27 years. Uh, it's uh, what an incredible um, testimony of your faithfulness to him and him pastoring the flock. And Lord, right now, the, 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 um, just the struggles uh, that he's had um, by COVID and then the the repercussions, long COVID continues. I just pray that you would um, just bring healing to him, uh, guide him, strengthen him, uh, help him to continue to speak the word of God, to be able to minister to his flock. And Lord, I thank you for, um, I, I just thank you for his ministry. And 
I do pray that you be with uh, Jay, with the other uh, people in the congregation, that they would come and just encourage him and support him. And Lord, that um, that you would just strengthen him. We just pray for your hand to be upon him, that he can do what you've called him to do, that he would just rely on you and trust you in this. We pray for your healing hand in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Hey, Jay, we're going to be praying. What a, what a what a blessing to have a pastor for 30 years. Um, I just want to encourage all the pastors that are out there, you know, keep doing what you're doing. It's not easy. Uh, and when we get older, you know, we have physical challenges and, and all of that. But every day that we have, I was telling my staff today, every day that we have is such a privilege. It's such a privilege to be here, um, to be able to minister in the days in which we were in, to be able to minister the Word of God. And uh, the Lord has to remind me of that and what a gift it is, um, the calling that He gives to us and uh, how precious family is, to be able to minister to our children, uh, to be able to be a part of the body of Christ. And one of the blessings of longevity of ministry is you get to look back and you see the kids that have grown up in the church. Uh, you see, you know, them get married. They're starting to have kids. And so keep doing what God has called you to do. You hear the music. Hey, all you in Colorado, Grace FM listeners, be careful out there next 24 hours with this storm coming in. God bless you. Have a great evening. Be safe. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.